Front Lane podcast uh, with usual suspect Bin Man. And this week we have got Ed on there. How are you both doing? Yeah, great, mate. Yeah. Great. Good evening, guys. Yeah. Uh, I hope you're well. Yeah, we're doing all right. Thank you, mate. Good New Year. We are. Very quiet. It was um, it was nice to see some snowfall on on New Year's Eve. Um, this time last year, I was uh, I was celebrating in Belgium, but this year I celebrated it in Delft. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, a bit of a difference. But it's nice. This time, mate, it's because I bet it snows a lot up there, though, doesn't it, mate? All them hills. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've ever been to like a. It's, it's a pub called the Heights. I used to used to live up there, and whenever it's it, it it could snow once, but because it was so windy up there, the snow on the fields would like fill in the lanes, and you'd be snowed in for weeks on end because the council would just forget that you exist up there. Yeah, I don't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe that, mate. As long as you've had a good day, yeah, anyway. Yeah. What about yourself, Ben? Man? What about yourself, Ben? Man? How was your New Year? Uh, well, I did all right. I had a good day. Uh, had a nice turkey. Do you want me to tell you the best way to do a turkey? Go on. Right. Go to Tesco's, get wherever, get your turkey, right? Put it on a tray, pour whiskey over it, pour brandy over it, pour vodka over it, pour Bacardi over it, bag it in the oven, cook it for three and a half hours, pull it out, throw the turkey away. <laughs> That's shocking, that is, man. That is shocking. That's the best way to do a turkey at Christmas. I was, yeah, I was wondering yeah. where you are going with that. I know, so was I, so was I. I thought it was a little bit weird, but that was absolutely shocking. Uh, but uh, let's go on to some uh, pressing matters on Atlantics. <coughs> Obviously, we had a good win before Christmas, Newport. and But between Christmas, it was same old, same old, with a poor on result against Harriger and a draw against Grinsby. Did you watch both of them games, Ed? Um Typically, I didn't watch the Newport game. I was uh, I was busy that afternoon, but yeah, I watched the Harrogate and the Grimsby and the um, and a bit of well, what what we could see of Forest Green, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was just yeah, it, it, uh, absolute farce that one. Uh, best best not talk about that one much. There weren't much to see really, but on the, on the, on obviously again the home form is not great, and obviously it's short against Harrogate and they're silly sending off for Bobby Grant. Do you think it was a sending off? I think you you're giving the referee a choice, aren't you? When you're leading like that, and the, the Harrogate players all went mental and were screaming in his face. So I think they helped in the decision. Five years ago, would it have been a sending off? Probably not. But now it's, it's especially early in the game to lead him with your elbow as you're jumping up. Whether it was intentional, I don't know. Um, yeah. Tough one. Some would have given it, some wouldn't. We just got unlucky, I think. Yeah. I think yeah, I, definitely. I said to Brad, because Brad watched it live, and uh, at first I thought, oh, but then looking at it, I thought, no, I don't think it was a red card. But like you say, Ed, you know, it gave, you know, everyone were crowding around him, arrogant players were screaming to send him off. And I think the way he lunged in, I thought, it gave the ref, ref no option to, to give him a red. But looking back at it, if you look back at it now, would you say it's a red? I'm, I'm, I mean, the bias in me says no, it's not. But if I was a Harrogate fan and watched, you know, one of their centre forwards jump into one of our centre halves with an elbow, you'd probably be screaming for a red, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, but it's probably it's, it's a soft one, isn't it? it? It's soft. I'll probably leave it at that. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, the Harrogate game, we got absolutely battered. We could have been... 3-0 down in the first 10 minutes just absolute battered just, we just weren't at the races and I think it's going quite evident in the games now if if we don't if we don't we're not creating much and the, the only person who's creating is Baham Bula and if they if they uh, stop him from creating there's nowhere else really creating and it's like, two games over the Christmas period we didn't create much other than from Baham Bula uh, we we haven't got any outlets, have we? In in the midfield, I didn't watch the Newport game, so I, I can't I can't comment on that. But it, it, for for what I see, is when a team presses us uh, like hard, like Harrogate did, they started literally running at us from the minute go. Um, our midfield isn't good enough to pass the ball under pressure. The, yeah. the amount of times that we lost possession, not only in that game but in the Grimsby game as well. Um, Grimsby are, are a lot worse team than Harrogate. As well, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, we our midfield is so is so weak, and I don't think it's really up to football league level. Most of them, they kind of just like they either whack it long or they just pass under pressure, and then we have to defend again. And that's definitely what happened at Harrogate. And like you said, I reckon we could have been about three uh, 0 down ten minutes in. It was um, yeah, it was like it's like they've been on the sherry all Christmas and then rocked up to Boundary Park. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely agree with that one there. And like I said, the, the midfield is, I think it's the worst centre midfield pairing which we've had since I've been, I've been going. Garrity, Garrity is just not good enough. He runs around, but his passing is atrocious. He goes, he goes, he doesn't find one of our players half the time. No, no, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree, and that goes for Whelan as well. I know Whelan hasn't been playing recently a lot, but. I just think that goes for all of them. No, I agree with you, Brad. I just think it just runs around like an air. To be fair, against the Newport game, I know Ed didn't watch that, Ed. I know I heard you say that. But, Brad, I thought Garrity was the best game I've seen him play. I thought... Yeah, he played well that he played that well that one. Um, but other than, other than yeah. that, that's the one good game he's had for us. And I, I don't think he's had one decent game for us. I, I, it, I'd be terminating his loan. There's a reason why Blackpool haven't played yeah. him. Uh, wanted to ship him out. He, he was he playing for last season? He was playing for Warrington, weren't weren't yeah. Warrington Town? Yeah. I think that is his level around the conference level. He's, he's, he's just not good enough. And McCallum as well. He looks good in patches, but he just looks like a tippy tappy yeah. under twenty ones player who just doesn't want to put his foot in, does he? What's your opinion on him, uh, McCallum and Ed? Um, he's. He's either really busy and you see him all over the park, or some games you actually forget he's on the pitch. Yeah. I think um, it was Cambridge away where he grabbed a goal. He was brilliant that day. Um, but the, some other games, especially his first couple of games and recently, he's been anonymous. I was surprised that he didn't play against Grimsby or even come on. But um, yeah, he wasn't from from the what the Leeds fans were saying, raving about him. You'd be forgiven for, you know, wanting a bit more from him, wouldn't you? But um, he is here for the season. Um, he is a good player. I think. I think there's definitely bags of potential there. And you now Leeds are no mugs. They don't give four-year deals to someone that they don't think is good. So there's he's shown patches, like you said, but he isn't there just yet. But he's definitely the best midfielder we have on the books. Which I'm not. I'm not calling the lad. Some games he has been, you know, I would look at him and think, bloody hell, he's, you know, he's not had a good game. It says a lot about our midfield, though, doesn't it, Ed? 
mm. you know, how bad our midfield is. And that's what Brad said. I, I agree. It's a worst midfield we've had for a very long time. And that's my opinion. I'm not speaking for anyone else. That's my opinion. But I just think, you know, there's areas there that need improving. And that's definitely one of them. You know, you know, like you say, you don't get a four-year deal from the Cowman for nothing, do you? Like, it's obviously the key from it, isn't it? And he just fits in with the goal as well, the way, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, Davis Keith Dunn, he got he got man of the match at Newport, didn't he? So yeah. I think that's another frustration with being an older fan, isn't it? It's just we we never we're never consistent, are we? It's either one week we're hot, you're thinking right, let's start looking at travel lodges near Wembley, and then the next week you're thinking of like um, planning trips to Solihull because you think you're going down. Um, if <laughs> if we could be consistent, it'd be a lot easier. But it just shows what the league's like. How it's, it's, as I said, it's, it's not a good league, and you put a bit of consistency together, you you, you end up closer to the top seven. I think I we I think it's seven points from the bottom two, but then ten points from the top top three. And you look at teams and said more come up in the top seven, and how how are they up there? They've got an absolute shocking squad, but. Just you just just grind out results, and we just don't seem to grind out the results. Like, like teams, looking back on it, it, it was a good clean sheet against Grimsby, the first one of the season. But you should, if you're going for a team, if your team going for the top seven, you should be burying burying teams like Grimsby, especially the way they're playing. They didn't have a manager in net was a 38 year old. He was, he was just absolute. Yeah, he, he couldn't kick a ball for first 20 minutes. Before, oh come on, we've got a chance here, but we just. There's nothing on there, but it's just that consistency which we need. We should be, like I said, we need to bury teams. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Absolutely right. I, I just thought you look at uh, the Grimsby game. I look at that Grimsby game. We could have attacked them more. Did you watch the game? Did you say? Yeah, yeah I watched the Grimsby game. It was, um, it was one of. I mean, as a, as a, as a spectacle, it's one of the worst I've seen. Um, I've probably seen us play worse, but. As like as an overall football game, it was just it was it was dire. I don't know if we just approached it wrong um, because Grimsby weren't there to win the game. I think they were there to you know to because they they'd seen our away record and uh, just I think they hoped for the best and they got the best that they possibly could. If Jordan Barnett sets away that one on one, we're thinking, well, that's a good result. We've done a professional job, but um, sometimes it just isn't to be. No. Absolutely. Like yeah. you said, Brad, you know, there's a 38-year-old in there who couldn't even hardly kick. I just thought we could have attacked him a bit more, with a bit more impetus. But it did help with having Dernley up top on his own, didn't it? We had that uh, young kid coming in with Junior. You know, incoming him. Obviously, you can't expect him to be, uh, you know what I'm saying? I, you know what I mean? I just thought he put himself. He put himself about a bit and he chased it down. You, you weren't expecting to set the world alight. Obviously, it's his first game and I think they have a bit. They have some decent defenders, Grimsby. I think they only have about a twenty-year-old at centre half. He looks like a decent prospect. Yeah. But going forward, they were they were they were they were terrible. That Matt Green is an absolute car. <laughs> <Yeah. from him. laughs> he is. Uh, he, he, he's been around the lower leagues for a long time. He's he's always been crap whenever we come up against him. Um, but yeah, as I said, we teams like like I said, you should be looking to bury bury teams like. Uh, like Grinsby, if you want want to be up in the playoffs, there. I think who is it now? Cambridge went there on Saturday and drilled them two. I think two or three nil. Um, it just it just it just shows like obviously where we are as a team at the moment, where we where we want where we are. 
and obviously what we saw, what 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 can we see there? But as I said, I think it is going to have to be trying to get a top half finish. Ultimately, yeah. What what do you think, Ed? Do you think we should we should be? I know, obviously, I've seen you. You know your comments on Twitter and all that. Uh, <laughs> you know, you know, uh, you know let come on. You know, I, hey, I'm not here to call anyone. And it, yeah, you pay your money as well as well. Obviously, we don't admit it, but you know, you get me drift. You know, you're entitled to your opinion as anyone else. Yeah. But you, obviously, you're uh, a bit vocal on Twitter. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, um, I've got some fans on Twitter for sure. I've got, I've got, I've got the same guy who tweets me every game we lose, saying. Uh, Chris uh, yeah, that and um, Richard Lee's, they tweet me every game saying, are you happy with that one? And, uh, if if being angry at us uh, losing constitutes being happy with us, you know, throwing away a game, then that, that baffles me. I can understand why it annoys people. I really should stop tweeting during games. Um, I've not to. It's hard, yeah. it's hard not to. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm exactly the same. I... I think you're bigger more than me. <laughs> yeah. I don't believe that. <laughs> no, but yeah, it's hard not to. It's just because obviously you're showing emotion, uh, and it, you want you want the club to do well, and it it, it just I would say it just it's just it, very it, annoying. In a weird way, it's, way, it's, way, it's way, where we are. It's it's like releasing your anger of, of what you what you're watching. So instead of kick, kicking the cat, you 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 you're telling your anger. On, onto onto the hashtag, and I'm sorry if it rubs people the wrong way, but I don't. <laughs> no, some, some people do take it personal, uh, thinking um, that I'm you know the worst Oldham fan to ever to have ever been uh, watching the team. But you know, I, I I hate it when we lose. I probably hate it, um, you know, as as much as anyone. Um, but some people think I I revel in it. It's not true. <laughs> I'm here to say it's a no, lie. I that. Do you do it? Do you do it for bites? No, no, bites? no, not even. Um, I, I, I don't really get a lot of bites, even. Um, I just apart from like the the, the same crowd who um, who I just don't who who don't like me. But I'm sure if they met me in person, we, we'd get on just fine. No, I think you will. I think you will. <laughs> you know, do, do you think you tweet more angrily now? that you're watching it on a TV than actually at Boundary Park or wherever because you have more time to do it or do you see more in-depth of the game because it's actually on telly and you're not live where you're not it, so. No, I think if you guys, you've probably seen me on the the, the hashtag for so long now. It's I, I do it at the game or I do it or I do it, or I do it at home. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I need to stop. <laughs> hey, I'm not coming on at you. The worst, the worst, the worst one. The worst one is when you tweet saying I'm turning it off and then we're going scoring. Yeah, I did. I, yeah, that was the worst thing because I was watching it on on iFollow and all my friends were playing um, COD and they were just like, "Ask, oh, just stop watching it. You're losing to Walsall. So just come on." So I was like, "I'm turning this off. It's rubbish." And of course, we go and score, and then uh, everyone and everyone jumps on, which is fair, which is fair enough. Yeah, you know, I, I'll be honest. I've I've seen. Couple- you know, it is passion. It is. It's you know, as much as you know, we. I've done it for bites in the past because I, yeah, I sit there and get bored and just think, you know, I'm going to tweet that because I want to reply to people. You know, we all do it and we all write angry tweets. But it means you, it's sure to me, Ed. That I'm not. I'm not just going to say that because you're on here. I'll put the phone down and say, Brady's a wanker. You know what I mean? I'll tell you the truth. It's passion, Ed. And if you you don't want to be tweeting negative things because if you're tweeting negative things, it's not going good, is it? 
You want to be tweeting positives because you want the club to do well. No, I think it's I I I should not be supporting Oldham. Um, it's like my my dad was a season ticket holder at Man United for so many years. I I've, I've there's so many options for me not to choose Oldham, but it, it, when I was a kid, but here we are. And like, over the years, I went to I went to a meeting with Simon Corney in the North Sunday like 2016. I was there with you guys when we met. You know, Abdallah in the boardroom, and you know, there's a few people who are vocal, and they 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 won't turn up to things like that. I, you know, I've met a few people on Twitter at, at away games who've like you know said who've said a few things, but when we get talking, they realise well, actually, you're a normal guy. So, and ultimately, yeah. what what everyone wants, whether you're a so-called happy clapper or um, <laughs> and uh, Abdallah apologise, we all want this club to just win a few games and actually experience some joy. And when we do, you know, draw nil-nil against Grimsby, when we are, when we should be beating them, um, I, 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 I get a bit angry. I, I get a bit um, miffed off. But sometimes silence is better. <laughs> no, that's, you know, touch on to that uh, about, uh, you know, people having a go. Because, you know, you have turned up to meetings in Abdallah. Me and Brad have been to many of them, haven't we, Brad, with uh, Abdallah and Corner. Yeah, been know, a couple, we've yeah. Been, we've been quite a few. And you know what, Ed? You know, I, I will... If, if black's black, white's white, you know what I mean? I'll say, I'll say it how it is. If you're doing good, I'll tell you we're doing good. If you're doing bad, I'll tell you we're doing bad. There's no thinking about the bush. That, that's me. And I, I, I have had grievances over the years. And I've never gone to speak to the appropriate people to find out what I really think of them. I don't think about the bush. No, do I fuck? No. Yeah, that, well, it was, it was, it was with that, uh, like the, the Abdallah meeting. It was um, another pointless exercise, really. But it was, it was a good way to let, off some, to let off some steam. I do remember you addressing him, saying that we needed a strike or something along those lines. It was uh, yeah. <laughs> it was inspiring, and there was uh, there was a few others from like from the hashtag. There. I think Paddy Harwood was there, uh, and a few others. As far as I'm aware, like the the, the club were kind of impressed with like how uh, uh, how we came across how we came across that night. Uh, instead of like, uh, I'm not I'm not one to like hide behind the screen. If if I can say it in person, I will. That's why I like. You know, I, 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 this is doing your podcast. I've done the, uh, I've done the other podcast, and people, I probably with my redhead, I'm the most identifiable man in the uh, in an away crowd for sure. <laughs> as, as Stephen Partington found out at Morecambe, <laughs> as it, yeah, a little bit of running, didn't you? You had a bit of running with him. Um, he, I said on Twitter saying I'd love it if he was at that meeting, and he, I think he saw it as a, um, as a call to a call to arms. And he, at Morecambe away, there's it's a very it's a small alleyway to the toilet. I'm like, yeah. and the um, the, was this the boxing day? Yeah, it was the boxing day fixture. Anyway, I was, I was just heading to the loo, and he's a, he's a giant. I didn't expect him to be. I'm yeah, he's quite. Tall. I'm six one, and he was, and I'm a big lad, and he was just an absolute man mountain. Anyway, he kind of shoved me against the wall, saying, "Don't give empty threats on Twitter," or something along those lines. I can't even remember, and I just. I just thought, what a knob! You, you, you're about six. You're about sixty years old. I'm a, just, just grow up, mate. Just, there's absolutely no need. And of course, he wasn't at the meeting. I still turned, still turned up to the meeting. And he wasn't there. I, it was. 
I think leading up to that, uh, after that, because after Morkel, uh, Brad had a run in with him at uh, Cheltenham, didn't you, Brad? Uh, next away game, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then he, yeah, he, well, we, this time, actually, yeah, 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 weren't yeah. it, when we went? I'd give it him, and then he gra- ended up grassing me up to Natalie, and Natalie pulled me, after we went to that meeting uh, with Abdallah, Natalie pulled me to one side, said, oh, I've heard that there's been a bit of a, Come up and chat with us, yeah, just heated words and stuff like that. But I say, what is this? Is, it, is, it, is this school but, uh, glassing up to the teacher? It's ridiculous. I, know, it's, exactly. I, I kind of find it pathetic. I actually feel a bit sorry for him actually because he's obviously been given these tidbits of information um, from from the powers that be. I, to be honest, I haven't really been keeping track of what they've been saying on that stupid Facebook page. But um, the, you, you give these people, a, you know. A bit of rope, and they'll take a mile, won't they? They just, oh yeah. You, you, um, like, I'm not going to say anything, or you know, but you know, a few accusations that what, what information they'd be given, or what, or whatever. Um, they, they kind of think that they're the best of the best. They, they know everything, and we're stupid, and we're trying to, you know, derail the football club or something like that, just for having an opinion. Um. And the way he came yeah. across, yeah, yeah, the way he came across to me at Morecambe, he's just, just a big oaf, and um, just hope he just keeps <laughs> his fingers out of, um, you know, if he just stays to that Facebook page and carries on with his happy world over there, that's fine by me. <laughs> that's fine, yeah. But obviously, touching on the ownership side, because obviously you, you obviously been very vocal. As on Twitter, there you turned to me and you said it how it is, Chad Dallas. How are you feeling um, at the moment? Probably better with, with the country, isn't it? I think, I think what's transpired over the last it's definitely year or so is that he's been he's been terribly advised ever since ever since um, he agreed to buy the football club. He's been terribly advised, and I don't think his brother helped. I think in the summer of the Laurent Benid and all them signings. I just, he's made bad decision after bad decision. And a normal, a normal yeah, person yeah. can't make that many bad decisions. It's, it's unrealistic. Um, I think we're definitely better. We're in a better position than we were last season. Um, I think whether, whether that's up to him, I, I don't know, or whether it's just him being quiet, but um I mean, I, I've said all there is yeah. to say about Abdallah over various social media posts, but um, I've uh, but <laughs> I just think for me and many others, uh, the sooner he's gone, the better. I think um, then we can you know start looking at. If he were to go, obviously we are doing well at the minute, you know. But if he was to go tomorrow, I won't lose any sleep. Off you go. I tr- that's how I feel. Off you go. Yeah, we are doing well. It's good to be a bit positive, you know. Well, we are doing a well way from home, eh? mm. you know what I mean? At home, is nothing short of disgrace. <laughs> but at least we have, you know, like, no, it is, though. It is. But, you know, if he, if he, if he were to go tomorrow, I think 90, 90% of our fan base would bat an eyelid. But unfortunately, we've got them 10% that think he's doing a great job, don't we? Yeah. Well, like I said, if they stay, you know, they've, they've kept quiet in recent weeks. So they just, you know, they just stay, stay on that Facebook page and don't mind, man, just keep themselves to themselves. Then I think all of us will stay a lot calmer. Yeah. Well, it's been, it's been a scenario at Grimsby where, 
Moore's been photographed. He's back in the country. Um, so we, we'll see what happens with that. Do you think, do you think they have got the decision yeah. right? Um, I didn't really have anything against it. I thought his football was dire. But um, I wouldn't put him. I wouldn't put it past him creating a squad of you know six foot monsters to scrape home a playoff place like Newport did a couple of seasons ago. Yeah, it's out of the home form. He's got a chance. He really. He, he's got a chance. By all accounts, he's a he, he's a nice guy and a good coach. Um, it's just whether we can. <laughs> Yeah, we we can make a few signings in January, whether they be Moe's or Harry's or whatever. And we actually, you know, we start playing consistent. You know, we've still got we're only halfway through the season. There's still you know, twenty odd games to play. There's it's, a lot it's, to play. So, it's so long to go. Um, we can find two capable midfielders, so we've got we've got a better chance than than we did last week. Yeah, no, I. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I've been obviously. I, I didn't know you could listen to the Eiffel or interviews them just normal. I thought you you have to pay for it. So I've been what, listening to him since since Newport. His interviews. He, he does come across quite well, and he, he does say it how it is. And and I, I, I am. I do. I do like him. Uh, the way the way the way he speaks in the media and the way the way he conducts himself. Like he, he just said it how it is. He did say he did mention that he has got a couple of targets in mind. Uh, I think he said. You look at two or three uh, players if they do come off. Not too sure, obviously, where they're going to come from. Are they going to be from the from the usual stable, or are they going to be Harry Kiel's signing club? Obviously, looking at loans and something like that. He said that we looking strength and midfield is the main one. Probably fullback. Two uh, a new fullback on either side. I really haven't watched much of Andrea Bedan, so I don't know if he if he's good enough to um, no, Jim, yeah, to that make that exam. Um, Cameron Balfour Jackson's been okay last couple of games, but yeah, um, but right back is is definitely an issue. I don't know what's happened to Tom Hamer, he hasn't played a lot recently, but at the start of the season, he definitely wasn't the player that we saw at the start of his olden career. And the, the less said about Dylan Fage, the better. Do you see the incident on Saturday? <laughs> you see that on Saturday? Yeah, it's just um. You know, one out of ten times Dylan Fage does something right, and nine out of ten times he does something wrong. Uh, I'm sure there's a player in there somewhere, but for Staley Bridge, not for Oldham. <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs> yeah, I do. I do agree. But the thing is, we have got three right backs on our books, and we're still asking for another one. Obviously, got Amos. John Batty and Fage. I don't. I don't mind John Batty. I don't think he does. He does much wrong. Yeah. Well, centre half, he was terrible. I think my view's been right changed back, of him, like because um, right. obviously at the start of the season it was him and Pidge at centre half, wasn't it? And um, he, he isn't a centre half. I think. I think that was clear no. to see um, from from the highlights. Uh, what I've seen of him when he played, he played right back at Newport, didn't he? And he actually got the assist for Keeler Dunn's goal by winning yeah. by winning a header. He's, he's kind of good in the air. Um, maybe try him at right back. I don't know, but if we could get in, yeah, a, a good full back in on loan, that would definitely, you know, give us a better chance. No, I think I. Yeah, yeah, we have, we have got a few deals ending, haven't we? Uh, obviously, we've got Jordan Barnett. He always signed for six months, and I, I didn't actually know. Everyone said he signed for Barnsley, then it was pointed out on Twitter by Mike Hoyle and Steve Shipman who do. Like, you know, a lot about the non league. We did sign some Pontefract Colliers 
I think again he's not that good. I think that's more to like his level. Take it back to Ponte. Uh, so I, I would, I, yeah, I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't extend his deal. Me, I'd look to release him. Yeah, I think it, it was. Uh, I don't know if you watched the Papa John's game against Sunderland, but he got absolutely murdered in that game. He got yeah. he got taken for a ride. He really did. Without the Sunderland game. Yeah, that, that was the Sunderland game. Yeah, and I thought the, a, a few games after yeah. that. Um, he's looked, he's looked kind of lost, really. I don't know if it's a confidence thing. Some games he's, he's looked okay. Um, he's fast, uh, and he's actually he's got a good delivery on him. He can he can put in a good corner, but uh, position positioning wise and um, just everything else, really. Just from what I've seen in the last few games, definitely. I, I I've already said on Twitter, I probably wouldn't renew his deal. Yeah, I do agree. And who's a lot? I see a few loans up. I think Clark's loan. I think Arsenal could look to recall him. And I think Garrett Garrett's got could go in January. So I wouldn't lose up at any sleep if we lose Garrett here. But I would keep Clark. He, he seems to be the most. I'm trying to think of the word. He's, he's I, think he's, I, I think he's brilliant. I think he's. Brilliant. I, think he's I think he's exceptional. He, and he's only nineteen. Yeah, uh, you, you forget that, don't you? Because you see, he's he's, yeah. he's chosen to be a skinhead, but um, he's he's really good. Sometimes when he comes <laughs> out of defence with the ball, there's you know there's there's flashes of yeah, there's flashes of like yeah, this guy could definitely be out a few a years. Yeah, him. he'll be playing in the championship. I reckon he's a good player, and if we can keep him for the, for the rest of the season, he's only going to get better, and he'll be helping us with it. I think he will because he's constantly playing here, barring a few uh, times on the bench. I think uh, if we could keep it to end at season, I think he'd be useful. Mm. I do. But touching there when Bradley you said you'd be looking at getting rid of Garrity, I I, I kind of disagree. I don't. I think of looking at extending it, because, not because I don't like. You know, I, I'm not saying I don't like him at all. I do like whatever. I think it's needed that we need someone in before we deal with anything. If that makes sense, we need someone coming in. Yeah, I, yeah, I do. I do agree. First before we can't, we can't anyone off, you know, because obviously we've got no one else. Yeah, yeah I think it was parted though. Look, I think the, the rules have changed. I think you can only have—is it twenty-one players on your books or twenty-three? But obviously, some of them are under twenty-ones. So I think we do need to ship a few out before yeah. we can actually get a few, get a few in. So I don't know where where they're going to go. Obviously, with the salary cap as well, we must be pretty close to it. I think the main one we should be looking to go to go is Wheater. I think with Dino going to Burton, I wouldn't be surprised to see Wheater end What's up What's your take on Wheater situation, Ed? Obviously, we've talked about this in a lot of podcasts, but I like to ask um, The whole situation is just is laughable, isn't it? It's just another another symptom of the, the glorious reign of Abdallah Lemsigan. It's... I think the way the, the club have handled it. I mean, look, I don't know the ins and outs of the of the saga. I, I I don't know what what fully has happened. But when the club said he wasn't to be involved, and then you know put out another statement eight weeks later saying actually he's uh, he won't play because he's hurt himself lifting his dog. It's like, do you, do you think we're idiots or something like that? It's um, it's clear to see that he wants to play uh, from what he said on social media. But um, he, he probably won't play for us again. And if football managers, if 
He if football manager's right, he's on a fair wedge. So if we could get him out. Um, we could probably bring in you know a couple of good players. Yeah, I like I said, I'd, I'd love to sacrifice him now, and I, I do think, but Burton would be the place he'd go to. They're, they're struggling twenty fourth. The shipping goals for fun. Dino knows him. Uh, I, th- I think he'd, he'd be straight there. Obviously, there was a bit of. I'm not too sure it got mentioned on Twitter. Well, someone posted on Twitter. They said that it was from. Uh, I think it was from the Telegraph. He put like a bottom thing said that there's an unnamed player in League Two who's suing the club over paid wager. Obviously, putting two and two together. It's probably more than likely there might be a court there down the line for Wheater and Lensigan. Um So obviously watch that space on that one. But yeah, I definitely definitely look to get rid of get rid of, rid of Reece Wheater. Up. Even we have to pay him up. even just pay him up. I, no, if, if if Burton if Burton wanted, just let him go for free and that's a wage off the bill. And obviously we can look to strengthen the like like Ed said, he's probably our highest earn, and we can look to try and get a few good players in for his wages. We can get two. Decent players that could be the two centre yeah. midfielders we need. I'd, like we say, like we say, yeah, I'd rather be playing for but we got. I think we got to get over that now. He's, the fact is, he's never going to play for us again, is it? No, he's he's, he's he, no. he he won't play for us again. And no, he's um he's you know he'll be one of the best uh, paid in the league if you disregard Salford. So um, if we can if he can go somewhere, then. That would be good, but whether he will be able to get a deal as good as he has with us now, um, I guess it's up to him whether he wants to play or if he wants to just sit it out and you know punish Abdallah and uh, just take his chances in the summer because he'll, you know, he's um, he's nowhere near retirement age for a centre half at this level, so you know he could he could probably hang on, but um, if we can get him gone, you know, uh, we can we should definitely be looking to reinvest in wages and you know, two quality midfielders you could put their foot on the ball and actually pass it to a blue shirt. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. The, obviously, the other one there where we could potentially look to see someone go in, obviously, we talked about full-back. I think Hamer could look at when, obviously, he's looking at 2022 is when his contract expires. He's not been playing. He's probably our really only asset which we've got at the club other than other than him, I can't think of anyone else really. Uh, so I'd I probably look to cash in on him and whatever money which we can get for him and look to sell him. I don't but know it, what you do. Would, would anyone have him? You would um, sell him or not. That, that's what I think. Uh, from... He's been touted with Blackpool a few times, Danny Ed. I don't know if you've noticed. Yeah, he's been linked with uh, but if you were If you were a scout watching him play this season, if you were disregarding his previous two seasons, I mean, there, there'd be nothing. There, that suggests to me that saying, "Oh, this this guy can kick on." I don't know if it's uh, I don't know if it's a confidence thing or something like that. But this season, he's just never he's just never got going. Um, I hope I hope he does find his way back into the side because obviously, you know, he's, he's an Oldham lad, he's an Oldham Oldham fan, an academy academy guy, and um, he's he's got nearly a hundred, if not over a hundred, appearances for the club. So. Uh, Tells you everything when we put Fage in there instead of Yeah, him, well, he's married by, isn't he? So that's all. <laughs> no, but yeah, I get I get your point on that. But you know, I think it, you know, I just think with him being in front of him, it, it doesn't help. But in terms of the uh, thingy, Brad, we said the only saleable asset. I've been more looking at. Obviously, I know he's only uh, out of contract end of season, but but Hambula. If we could get him tied down and get uh, McKennelly tied down, I think them are the two players we'd need to get tied down mm. now. Not and it's it, now, 
Gant, I, yeah. Get them both drunk right now. McKendley shouldn't be with us, Ed. I don't Yeah, um, I, 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 yeah, I 100% agree. Um, he's he's probably the best natural finisher we've had at the club since Owen Doyle. Um, people may tear me apart yeah. for that, but um, I'll, I'll stand by it. He is not League Two. He's top half League One, actually. And um, yeah. I think he was kind of telling when he only signed a one-year deal. Uh, he's probably he probably he took his chances with us, thinking if I can you know if I can he's on course to get at least fifteen in the league, and um, if we can like like I was saying earlier, if we could free up them wages, if we can if we can offer him a deal, that 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 would be really good. I don't know about about Hambula. He's got he's got a he's got an extension, hasn't he? Uh, well, he, he could, he's, he's got an option, he's got one, yeah. But um, I think everyone has to yeah. agree to that to make it happen. Uh, I don't know about the new Brexit rules as well. Whether whether it can whether that will be able to go through. But he's another one who isn't who isn't League Two level. Our team is so funny. We've got you know we've got a couple of players who aren't League Two in the sense of that they could play higher, but at the other end they're not League Two in the sense that they should be playing you know on the ego stick. So it's such a mixed bag. And that's why I think that's what make it makes it so frustrating. Yeah. So we're this close to, you know, just building a team that could easily get in the playoffs, but at, but at the other end they just fall apart uh, in the most in the most simple of circumstances. Well, while we're on to the squad, sorry, Brad, before you go on, yeah. while we're on to the squad, I want to ask you something, Ed. I want your opinion on Lawler. We've had a. Quite a few podcasts going on about him, and they give us mixed opinions. We've seen Facebook and Twitter where it's divided again on terms of the ownership, players, or whatever. I want your opinions on Lawler. I think he's um, I, he has a tendency to punch it. It just in times where just a simple catch would do. But I think he's made the old Harrow, but you know every keeper does. Um, you'd be you'd, you'd be you'd be hard finding a keeper that doesn't make the odd mistake because you know there's such focus on them, and there's only one in that position. But I think he's a good keeper. He's he's he's, he's a good shot stopper. And um, you remember the Harrogate game? If it wasn't for him, we would have been three you nil know, down ten minutes in. I mean, I don't blame him at all for us not having many clean sheets. It, it it's not his fault. Um, I definitely think he's he's a good keeper. Yeah. Mm. You do. What's your opinions on it, Brad? I, sure. Yeah. I like, I like him. I think he's, I think he's one probably one of the best keepers in the league. Um, on on his day, he's, the last couple of games, kept, like I said, Ed touched on there the Harrogate game. He catches in it that first ten minutes. Even on Saturday for the Forest Green game of what yeah. what we saw of it, the first again first ten fifteen minutes, he, the saves he'll make that one where their play went through one on one in the first three minutes. Yeah. He tipped it around the post. Obviously. I think it is the keepers in this day and age. I think they are taught to punch it rather than catch it, and I think it does it does cause problems. Obviously, he does come out flapping sometimes, or sometimes he just doesn't stay on. He just stays on his line. But he's a he's a he's a keeper in the lower leagues. They're always going to make mistakes. Every keep look, he's a head and shoulders ten times the player we had on Zeus. On the Zeus, every game last this time last year. Was I don't know what happened. I, I, I don't know what happened, happened to Zeus. Right. If for for, and, and for six months he seemed like a half decent bench warmer you could call upon, and then he just I think was it either crew away or Exeter away where he kind of like he, some very very suspicious looking goals that went in, and um, yeah. yeah, his his reputation collapsed then. 
But um, apart, apart from apart from Zeus and uh, Ben Wilson, yeah, definitely. we've had yeah, um, definitely. Uh, we've had some good keepers over the years. You know, Ripley, Iverson, uh, Placide until um, until the last few games when we got relegated. Placide is probably one of the best keepers I've seen at our our level who can actually command an area. He's eccentric, weren't he? Who can command an area and, uh, and get the ball? But for for Lawler, yeah, he he can't really. He, like I said, he likes to punch it. But as a, as a shot stopper, uh, I think I agree with Brady. He's probably one of one of the best in the league, and he wouldn't look out of place in League One. No, I no, I think he's uh, like I said. I, I'd agree with you. When we ta- we was in a pub in Manchester when we signed him, Brad, and we were buzzing, weren't we? Like good experience, kick. Well, I, how old is he? Twenty five. When, yeah, 20, 26, 26, 27, yeah. So, but he's, he's played, yeah, he's played a lot of games with Doncaster. Level, so, you know. But like I said, I want to say to the Facebook guys that say that they don't like him. Well, I'll tell you what, let's put Zeus back in and let's see how far <laughs> we get there. You know, let's do, let's do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, Zeus, 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 Zeus was a nightmare going to other venues. Throw him in his arm there. He was all over the place. He, he needed to go uh, on that one. But yeah. I'm happy with Lawler. I think even if we've got the option, I think he's out of contract at the end of the season. Uh, he'd be definitely the one I'd be looking to tie down. If we could get him next year, I'd be more than happy to have him as number one next year. I think, obviously, looking at January signs, we need to be looking at trying to tie these players down to, to deals. Uh, we've got quite a few. I think we've got about six players who were, who were tied down for 2022. And I think if we don't... if we, Like I said, I... I did touch on it a few times where I think this season we do go for a top half finish and then next season do proper go for it that we just go go for the playoffs which we can do to build build on it I think we need to be looking at tying players down now looking looking to the future and not having a full new squad new again in, uh, in July yeah that's, yeah new manager like I say we're just having normal 12 months that's all what we're asking for a normal 12 months where we Doing decent. We've had a decent cup run this year. Uh, a de- like a decent position in the league. I said we had a top half finish in 2009, so I'd take that. I agree. And we could have a manager. A full season in manager, Ed, for the first time since 1927. <laughs> wow. Well, if you remember if you remember Lee Johnson's <laughs> first full season, and then obviously the season after he jumped ship to Barnsley, but you know, before he jumped ship, we were we were up there, weren't we? And we were playing some really good stuff. So it goes to show that sticking with a manager, you know, can can prove can prove well. Of course, it can. Of course, I think it's fine. Uh, we, we, me and Brad, we've always loved the sacking, haven't we, Brad? We say it's a joke, but we do. You know, I know it's not on about uh, going on about another team, uh, Ed. My, uh, I've got a very good friend who's a Rotherham fan, yeah. And they get relegated from the championship under Paul Warren. They keep the same manager, even though they've been relegated. They're going to get promoted the year after. He said sacking is not all. We don't. We're not about sacking managers. You know, if you've got the right mentality, you'll go. Mm, yeah, I think I think Kill's definitely exactly. definitely got it. Um, I, if he could, if we can just, um, if we could just be consistent this season, just, and just see where that takes us. I think, I think that's all you can ask for at the moment. I'd definitely stick with him. There's absolutely no point in sacking him. Yeah. Um, I don't think we should have sacked Frankie Bunn at the time that we did, you know, a couple of seasons ago, because we were in a better position then than we are now. Uh, we're definitely better players then. Yeah. So, um, yeah, whether we go up this season, we probably probably won't. If, 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 
if you wanted me to be honest. It's all about January. Yeah. What we touched on. It's all about yeah. January. What can, like uh, I said, there's there's twenty odd games to play, so you know we could go on an absolutely roaring run and uh, you know piss it. But um, if we could keep, we're just going. Yeah, they were not not now, not now. I won't be I won't be surprised. I won't be surprised though that this this squad is just so inconsistent. Like I said, away from home, we'd have thought at the start of the season after being drummed uh, 3 0 off Stevenage that we'd go seven games, winning seven on the bounce, going to places where uh, going to Exeter, you're going to Newport, Cambridge, you were doing well at the time and beating them. Mm-hmm. But obviously, then you look at the home form and we just absolute dross. So the team has got it, he has got the potential, and uh, you just obviously need to have that consistency. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Like you said, it's whether the squad, you know, I, how can I say it, Ed? Um, you know, the squad, like Brazzy said, away from home, you know, whether we're set up different or not, I don't really know. I don't. But, you know, I think this squad is capable of doing something. Is it capable of getting in the playoffs? My opinion is no. We do need a couple of dishes. But it's, not, it's, it's not consistent what, what enough to get in the playoffs. The only way you get it. Into the playoffs in this league is is consistent. It's why you know a lot of teams that are successful in this league um, you know play it play it long. Are built like brick shit houses and you know bully people and they kind of get they kind of just about get there. Lincoln won the league doing it. Uh, Newport got in the playoffs doing it. Stevenage nearly got there when Dino was Dino was the gaffer. Um, it's what it's what you need at this level. Unfortunately, as, as dull. And as Sam Allardyce says, it sounds is that when because when you see pitches, you know, like Newport, you can't you can't play nice football, can you? Um, and I, I'm I'm sure our pitch will will give way sooner rather than later because it's it's a really old Desso pitch. So, but consistency, yeah, it's it's the hard, it's the hardest thing to do in football, isn't it? And it's 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 a lot to ask for. But if we could if we could get the right additions. Yeah. I mean, who knows? It's it's such a weird league, League Two. It's, it's also such a it's such a bad league as well. The difference between League One and League Two is massive. It, it... Yeah, well, I never I never thought it was, but then until you come down and witness the teams and do you remember sides, when we played we played is, Mansfield in the FA Cup, not the one where we won four one with Dave Johnson. I think David David Dunn was the manager. No, I think, no. and we had Rick. Yeah, we had Ricardo Fuller up top. And I was with my dad and we watched it. And he said, if we ever go down to League Two, this is what it's going to be like. It's going to be awful. And he, he pointed out, Lynn, that the difference was, was huge. And he was spot on, to be fair. Yeah. yeah so there, is some good, there is some all right teams that have been down here. You know, you look at Bradford. Definitely. Who have been a decent side down here. I know they're not doing so well this season. There is maybe one or two, but I agree with you. 85-90% of the league is full of all shit teams and I wish never to play again. Look, look I, I can't remember where Carlisle are now. They're either third, fourth or fifth. <laughs> and when we when we played them in the Carabao Cup at the start of the season, I, I thought they were nailed on to you know be relegated without ever winning a game. I thought they were so bad. And then to see them and then to see them up there now, it's just, it just proves the point, doesn't it? Just anyone could beat anyone. Like, I mean, we rocked up to Newport and put four past them, but we couldn't put any past Grimsby. So, yeah. 
yeah, it shows on the. But we have got a bit of a, a glamour tie, as they call it, uh, on on a Saturday of Bournemouth. Obviously, Bournemouth. What what what? Do you think I don't know if it's a glamour tie. It was a it was a it was a normal it was a normal fixture about ten years ago, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> probably it was probably on the coach with you guys when we went down there, and I think it was yeah exactly it was nil nil or something like that. They hit the bar. You know, the... Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, the one I think, where Robbie yeah, Smith said, and it yeah, all the line. finished nil-nil, and yeah. um, I, I think it kind of Kuehl kind of touched at it in his presser, um, whether they will send a second string up, which they probably will do. Um, they're, they're focusing on getting back to the Premier League, aren't they? If they send a second string up, then you know there's always a chance. But if they send their actual team, then we're in a world of trouble. Yeah, look at look at yeah, look at it on the. I think we, we watched again, didn't we, Bim and Bournemouth? Look, they had players on the bench. Like I think Josh King was on the bench. Like David Brooks was on the bench. So and uh, Dan Goslin. So you think? I think it's sort of I think it's such a shame those, because if the fans um, were in, it'd be a different kettle of fish, wouldn't it? You know, we'd probably get about seven or eight thousand in for this kind of game. And yeah. um, the atmosphere would be different, and it would be a different game. But because there's no crowd there, it's just it's just like a normal. It's just it's just the two it's just the twenty two players going at it. Um, uh, friendly, uh, friendly. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I don't think they'll really care. I think the FA Cup will probably be at the bottom of their priority list. Um, so, so they'll probably send out a second string. If we can get a win, that's it's brilliant. You know, the, the money that that will generate is. Is priceless. So I, I'm hoping I'm hoping we do win. I think if they do if they do send a second string, we, we've got every chance, haven't we? But it's it's the home form, isn't it? We just can't do it at home. No, we can't. That. Why do you think that is, though? Now, I've yeah. been shit at home for years. We have, haven't we? Um, I don't know if it's. I think the way we play is a lot easier to um to do away from the home. We like we like teams. Playing at us, I know Harrogate did that, and we just we just completely failed at it. But sometimes we play teams who've nicked a goal and managed to put eleven men behind the ball. I think there was two games where we lost three two Crawley and Markham, and they 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 fluked some goals in, and they just put everyone back, and we just couldn't break them down. But when we go away, and you know teams are like trying to attack us, um, such as Cambridge, we can we can pick them off because you know we've got that quality in attack. And um, I don't know if it's me or it's the camera angle at Boundary Park, but um, our pitch looks so much smaller than everyone else's. So yeah, so so players like Baham Bootley, they don't have that space yeah, that they that. do at away games. Obviously, that's no one's fault, and no one can do anything about that. But um, you know, when we play Bradford and stuff, we have so much space, and um, it, we like we it looks like we play better on a bigger pitch. But I'm probably clutching at straws there, and you know, each team should be able to adapt. Yeah, it could it could be one. It could be one though. Obviously, it comes up in our favour. It's just happening. Bournemouth are the team we're expecting to win, so they've got to come out of them. We obviously our aim is to have a counter When we played Sunderland, that was the aim, and it worked. For the first twenty minutes there, when we played Sunderland, we we looked the better team, and obviously we sat back after we got the goal. So I think Saturday we could do the same where we counter them. We have got the pace to get in behind teams and cause them problems, but. 
obviously it might also depend on what team they have, like to... they have on which, which they bring up and... oh, sorry yeah I, I was just going to say I, I, I'd, I'd like to see Rowan Dernley up top against against Bournemouth yeah I would yeah. I agree with you on that yeah I would um, something that I don't think we've seen it in Kuehl's Kuehl's time here but it worked with Dino didn't it I think when we played was it Newport at home and we just absolutely blitzed them and they 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 link up really well, and I think that's what Dernley Dernley needs someone someone who like Harry sorry like like Danny Rowe who is so good with the ball at his feet and you know can they play off each other really well and you have McElhaney on the right and Bahambula sorry McElhaney on the left Bahambula on the right um, and I would give you know would give any team in this league a run for the money. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I think I said. I think we just go for it. Like I said Sinclair play all play. four of them players. Did he play against Dan? Just, just, just see how it works. And, and said you could. Yeah, I can't remember uh, far back now. But yeah, he played, he played against Hampton and Richmond, so he, he'd be fine. Yeah, I, I think every, every, we more or less have a full squad, and look, he has to be settled on the day as well, so he's no replay. So that's working our favour. But. Uh, yeah, I, I do. I do think we, we might get a shot. Uh, Penalties. What's your predictions then? Mm, I'm gonna go for. I'm gonna go for two-one Oldham win. Why not? Two-one Oldham not? win. Why not? I mean, I was gonna say two-one Bournemouth win, but then I feel like everyone <laughs> on Twitter would do. You know, hey, no, I'm saying I want us to lose. <laughs> no, you don't have to answer to yourself why. I, I, no, really, I think we could do it on penalties. I'm gonna say penalty to Oldham. I, mean, I think you know, depending on what team they send out, they, you know, they could send a load of academy kids out saying, "All right, just you know, this is the way that we we want you to play. Give it a go." I, I, it's the FA Cup; anything could happen, can it? So we'll wait till the team. I'll, I'll tell yeah, we'll wait for the team to come out on Saturday. And let's see where we do from there. I mean, if 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 Josh King is on the pitch, then I'll, I'm going to hide behind the sofa. But um. Yeah, I just um, I, I hope we do win. It'd be it'd be really good if we did, and it's 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 everyone's favourite weekend, the third round weekend, and I just it's such a shame that we can't be there. Unfortunately, exactly. We 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 were discussing as well, weren't we? Like the times we played at home in the third round. Uh, the only the only other time which you can remember is City. We don't really get a third round. No, home. I think so, really someone put some stats out on Twitter but, saying we. We are the best giant killers this century, or something, or something like that. Yeah, I think. Oh, yeah. I think Newport are up there, aren't they? Yeah, I think I said that. I think I think I said that one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I said the win. Newport, Newport are cheats, though. They just just cheat on that pitch. You get the game. We post one the week before, yeah. and then you get, you get the game on the week after. And just want to cheat <laughs> on the big absolute cow cabbage patch of a pitch. That's shocking, but yeah, as I said, I said I think you said it, didn't you, Ben? Man, that the only other one I know, probably Paddy I will probably uh, cheer, uh, probably correct oh, you. But you said it, yeah, Chelsea, City. It was Chelsea yeah. weren't it, in the uh, third round, two thousand, I think. I think that was the last. Although we did have Wolves, didn't we? That was a third round replay, yeah. But third round, I think. Chelsea, well, that's a third round yeah, replay, right? Can't remember every time since. No, let's get some archives out, brothers. But yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I answered it. Yeah, definitely, definitely big stato here. Uh, but yeah, I could uh, def- definitely feel like we're gonna we're gonna get something. Obviously, Bournemouth. Uh, 
Oh, I've got memories oh, yeah. down there. Where, where, where you had your rant? Uh, <laughs> which one? Which game? We're, we're losing three 0 Oh, I tell you what, we were dying. Work. I don't know if you went. We were dying. Right. You're the dickhead. You're the dickhead. And I mean, really, <laughs> really, really bad. I, I... think was it Paul White who said I need to calm down. I nearly got put in. So just calm down. I nearly had a call. I just, I just I just, you know, it's a long trip. It's a long way to go down. And I thought I've had enough. I've had an absolute enough. And I, I let rip. I got a round of applause actually, more than what the players got. So. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. yeah also, I always remember the is that when he messed up at home as well, where he chipped, you know, he chipped yeah. it down the middle. Did we lose? Yeah, we ever lost one nil or drew one one? I can't remember. I think we lost. I think. Yeah, I think I think they I think they lad Charlie Daniels, who, who's played loads in the Premier League for them. He he scored. Now I remember that one. I was in the chatty end, and it was the worst penalty ever. I've, like the last few last penalties he'd done, he chipped it, and obviously the uh, the Bournemouth research paid off. He kind of went one way, and he, like he palmed it out from the middle of the goal. I remember that. Yeah, I do. But... So, but thanks for coming on anyway. Yeah, yeah. It means a lot. No worries. Yeah, it's uh, been a lot of fun. You know, we'll set your record straight. He is a mourner, but yeah, appreciate, appreciate. <laughs> Thank you. Cheers. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys.